The older they get, the less you spend time with them because they get cars and they get friends and they go do stuff. But when they little bitties, it's an all-day thing. And studies are showing that the li- their lives are impacted even before they turn two years old, not necessarily for faith, but the way that they're taught to, the way that they learn to communicate, the way that they learn to experience love. All before two years old. Some of you might be saying, well, I done blew it. Listen, God is a redeemer of time. It's not too late. But you got to get involved in your kid's life. Look at this. Time available to disciple our kids. The church on on average has 40, 40 hours a year to invest in your children. And people are putting, putting all their, their marbles on, I'm taking my child to church. I've had, I've, I've, had, I've had parents say, you know, we just need a good youth program. And I don't get, listen, we try to do an excellent youth program. And, and, and I think the kids like it. But here's the thing. That's not enough. Because as much as we have fun here on Sunday night, as much as they have fun back there on Sunday mornings, we can't compete with Fortnite. Fortnite is fun. We can't compete with the Disney Channel or whatever your kid is into. We can't compete with soccer and basketball and travel teams. We can't compete with that because that's just like, 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 it's going to have to be more than that. 40 hours a, not a week, a year. You say, well, that's 52 hours in a year. But listen, you got to understand, some kids don't come every Sunday. Travel time, fifth Sundays. 40 hours a year. Average parent, 3,000 hours per year. Who's going to make the bigger impact? Look at this next one. I, I, I cut the 3,000 uh, hours because that greatly decreases with age. That's like maybe about 1,200 hours a year when your kids turn teenagers and start working and start playing football and start doing all these other things. Some of us are lucky to see our, our kids two hours a day. We don't have much time, and time is ticking. The app that I talked about earlier is called ParentQ. We'll show you to you at the end. We use it here at Northeast for the kids, and uh, we're going to have some resources and stuff. But here's the thing. I love this app because the app, you put your baby's birthday into the app, and it brings up every week. You know you got 52 more weeks with that child. And so we make it a priority. We have to make it a priority. We have to make it a priority. Uh Uh-oh. Let's see. Let's skip to verse 20. In Deuteronomy, Moses goes on, and he's talking about coming into the land and displacing the people that were there and how God has uh, brought them to that place. And then he goes, when your son asks you in in the time to come, what is the meaning of the testimonies of the statutes and the rules that the Lord our God has commanded you? So the kid's going to ask you, why are we doing all this? <laughs> why are we doing all this? I don't understand why. You know, and kids ask some tough questions. And sometimes we can't answer them questions, and we just say because the Lord said so. And that's fine to a certain degree, but these kids, they still don't ask these questions. And so of those 20% that didn't walk away from the faith, they said that what challenged their faith and what helped their faith grow was they were provided a safe space to question their faith. Not just trust God. No, 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 no. Listen, I understand 
that you're challenged with this. Listen, we don't always have all the answers as parents, but listen, God is good. God has done certain things in my life and in your life. And you share your testimony. You share your time with that child. You say, listen, I understand that you're struggling in this area. Right? Like, we don't talk about sex in church, but the kids talk about sex everywhere they at. My wife used to drive me nuts, too, because she used to tell the kids, like, because she comes from a medical family. And again, like a lot of the good parenting that come, it comes from this woman right here. And so, because uh, I'm an idiot, I didn't have no parents. I was just like, listen, go play with a ball or something. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't got time for all that. TV show, leave me alone. Bring me a beer. No, he's joking. <laughs> so, um, she used to talk to them about sex like early. And then my oldest, when she began to work at the movie theater, she came home and she said, I used to think you were a freaky mom. He was always talking about sex. Like always. And I started working up here at the theater. That's all they talk about all day. <laughs> like every conversation is about it. Drugs are such a reality to them. And we just, you know what? I'm just going to ignore it. I'm not, I'm not going to even look over there. And they're just going to navigate it on their own. I actually should have had Henry preach this sermon. She used to always say that our children are like a rose garden. If you don't cultivate them, if you don't spend time with them, if you don't nurture them, if you don't water them, it's just going to turn into thorns. And so we have to lean into these tough conversations. Well, I don't want to talk right now. Hey, leave me alone. You're going to get that. But don't push away. There's plenty of time to talk. That's what Moses was saying earlier. He said, as you go. And so, of course, they had longer times to walk back then. But, man, turn the music off for a second. Hey, hey, take the ox cord out. Man, how's your day? What are you challenged with today? Asking them probing questions. How have you, think about this for a second. Ask your child, how have you seen God move in your life this week? What are the things that you're facing in culture that you're dealing with right now? Because I don't understand the culture right now. Like I try to keep up with my kids, Snapchat, I don't get it. I don't get it. I could get, I get the concept of it, but the interface is just stupid. And as a matter of fact, I, this is a side note. I went on. I saw. I saw an article the other day on Forbes or something like that. The CEO actually admitted we're we're, we're dying because the interface is stupid. I told y'all. <laughs> like I don't. I I I don't get. I I I don't get some of the stuff that they do. I don't get the way that they think or the way that they're wired because they've been wired. And and I don't. Just because I don't get it, don't mean I don't have to. I don't have to try to understand it. We've gr- we've brought up a generation of kids. Who, who don't have the same values that we did growing up. And it's not necessarily a bad thing, but we have to just go in and we have to lean into culture and we have to tell the kids, listen, this is what you're being faced with and it's not necessarily true. That's why God said, when you go into the land, these people have been here a long time before you. Don't get involved in the stuff that they're getting involved into because it's going to get you off course. And so you have to constantly put that before your child. Listen, 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 that's going to get you off course. Like, you can try it if you want to. You're going to bust your head wide open. And when you come back, I'm still going to love you. You're going to be a prodigal. I'm going to love you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to love you. But you might have to go out there and deal with the pigs for a little bit. But at least you told them. Like, they're growing up in a culture where you are who you believe you are. And we have to teach them, no, 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 you're not who you believe you are. You are who God created you to be. A lot of the kids that were interviewed from the church, they believe that all faiths were the same. And then we just call God different things. It was like 60-something percent. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Where are we missing the mark? That when, when the Bible clearly states that I am the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father but by me. But we're raising kids to say, well, you know, all faiths are the same. 
And so we have to lean into those tough discussions, those tough conversations. If you need help with those tough conversations, we have resources for you. We have resources for you. Verse 21. Then you shall say to your son, we were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt, and the Lord brought us out of Egypt with his mighty hand. And the Lord showed signs and wonders and great grievous, uh, great and grievous against Egypt and against Pharaoh and all his household before our eyes. And the Lord commanded us to do all the statutes to fear God, our, fear the Lord our God, for our good always, that he might preserve us alive as he did in this day. And it will be righteousness for us if we are careful to do all the commandments before the Lord our God as he commanded us. They gave their children their experiences. We, we don't try to hide things from our kids, and I, I think it's natural, and this is one of the things in one of the studies. It says don't try to hide stuff from your kids. I smoke weed. It's not good. I did it. Age appropriate now. Don't be introducing weed to your five-year-old. Just go home. And say, hey, listen, y'all don't go out and just get radical right when you, right when you leave here. All right, we're going to do some. We're going to change some stuff around here. We have a Bible study every morning. We're going to. Listen, 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 listen. It's slow, 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 slow. Baby steps. Baby steps. Don't crush that child's world. They call him like. <laughs> so I can't read my Harry Potter books no more? You know, we get radical. We get crazy. We, ah, we just go and we just tear down shrines. Ah, it's like, listen, listen. Back the baby into it. The baby, the baby back there, he don't know no better. He didn't hear the sermon. Slow, consistency wins the race. But the answer, the answer is like, why, why are we doing all this? And they have a safe faith to engage in faith now. Then you go, you know what? This is why. Because I've seen God do this. I've seen him bring me out of this. I've seen, I've struggled with this. Talk to your sons. Listen, pornography is hard. I've struggled with pornography. Listen, alcoholism is real. I used to struggle with drink. Like, talk to your kids. Because you are the number one influence in their life, even though they don't act like, it's their job to act like they don't like you. Because they're becoming adults. They're becoming these little individuals, and they want to have their individuality. And so sometimes we just, we just crush them, like, no, crush the rebellion. No, give them room to grow. Gracefully give them the keys. One of the surveys lady talked about giving away leadership, key-based leadership. Like, you know, the first time you threw that teenager them car keys, like you said, I trust you. I have responsibility. Then you go out there and wreck my car, I ain't going to trust you no more. And so you give them ways to actively this gymnasium where their faith can grow. Remember the first time kids, when you, the kids, teenagers in the room, when your mama gave you a key to the house? Like, I got a key to the house. And then you lost it like a week later. <laughs> and then your mama changing all the locks. I don't know who's going to be all up here with my stuff. You unlocked the thing. But we have to appropriately give them leadership. We have to appropriately invest in them. We have to appropriately get them involved in the peanut butter jelly. We have to appropriately get them and bring them along the way because we're coaching them so that their faith can grow. Because faith is a tricky thing. It has to grow. Faith without works is dead. And so we have to grow their faith. We're trainers. We're faith trainers. Next slide says, our kids must learn that their walk with God is not about sin management. We must model authentic It has to be modeled before them. Why do we do this? Let me break it down while we do this. Let me let you into my world. Listen, let your kids see you praying. Pray with them. They never too old to pray. Hey, 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 you on your way at the door? Okay, you got going to a party? Okay, listen, listen. Pray with me real quick. 
ain't got time. Jimmy's waiting. Jimmy gonna have to wait. Jimmy gonna have to wait. Let's pray. Take along. Let's pray. Let's pray. Hey, hey, let's do a family devotion real quick. Come on, let's do a family. Come on, let's let's talk about the word. Hey, how was your day? It was good. All right, you see God at work in your day today? Hmm. Model off in the faith. For you that don't have kids, what we need to do, we need to recruit a faith-building team. Listen, the kids who were surveyed said, they said, they said that the secondary thing in their life was their parents put other people in their lives that were people of faith. So whether it was a small group leader, a Sunday school teacher, a coach, an uncle, an aunt, somebody else that they partnered with their kids. Because sometimes, you know, parents, y'all know this. Like, you will tell your child something 557,000 times. <laughs> Jody says it, and it's life. <laughs> Hold on, time out. We've been talking about this for four or five years, about your behavior. Jody said it. Oh, oh. And, then, and don't react like that. Oh, Jody said it. Oh, oh. <laughs> Say, praise God, they heard it from somebody. Is that what you learned today? That is awesome. That's awesome. So glad you learned that today. <laughs> Recruit a faith building team. And so, people in, the, in this space, without children, maybe you're a part of that. Maybe you're the auntie that really ain't the auntie, but you're the auntie now because you come over and you hang out with kids. Parents, ask other people to pray for you. Faith building team. Listen, these kids are about to make me lose my mind. Ah, you hit the false and go, ooh, ooh, after to lose my mind. Can you pray for me? Can, no, no, like, really. Can you pray for me like, like daily? Like, no, no. I prayed for you last Tuesday. No, 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 no. Daily. Maybe, may, maybe at your lunch break. Just like, just, ain't, ain't, you ain't got to call down heaven. Just like a five-minute prayer, please. Pardon with me. These kids are driving me nuts. I'm serious. Pray for me. Pray for me. And then you commit it. And even if somebody asks you, pray for some. You see some kids running around here. You know who the kids are. I'm going to pray for that. I'm going to pray for that family. I'm going to pray for that family. Little James, mm -hmm. I'm gonna pray for James' family. And set a timer. Lord, bless that family today. Help them. Help the parents see the value in whatever James—I don't know, whatever James got in him, whatever gift there is. Help them to cultivate that gift in James. Listen, listen. One of my one of my favorite teachers is Dr. Howard Hendricks, the late Dr. Howard Hendricks. He talks about in Sunday school. He says uh, the kid that you need to watch is the quiet one in the corner that knows all the answers. The one that's jumping off the basketball goal, he might be your next pastor. Because there's something inside of that. And so we need to learn how to say, okay, how do I train this child in the way that they should go? Because right now they're going, okay, let me know how, do I, how do I cultivate? Oh, you know what? Those are leadership skills. You come in, and all the kids start acting up. When you come in, you're a leader. And then appropriate, give them the keys. Hey, 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 hey help me uh, uh, today. I want you to ha hand out the Bibles. I want you to, like, like you're the lead. Like, 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 I learned that from Stan, by the way. I did. He's, he, Stan, Stan, oh, he used to be my son school. I'm just playing. Stan ain't that old. <laughs> I learned that from Stan. 
Like, like get the the one that's rambunctious. I want that one. Yeah, we're gonna. We, yeah, yeah, that one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's something inside that one. Say amen, Isaiah. <laughs> I want that one. I got to tell a quick story. I, I'm running all the time, but y'all loving this. I, I ain't going nowhere. Listen, uh, <laughs> listen. So we're traveling on a family trip through Mississippi or West Virginia or somewhere, and it, you can you, you can just taste the racism in the sky. Isaiah's 18 now, so it was years ago, and we and you can feel like it was Jody. It was palpable. Like you just like like. And so we gotta look. Like I gas up every time we go across country. I gas up before I get into these states. But this one got to use the bathroom. I can't hold it. You can hold it, brother. You can hold it. And so we driving, and we stop. And and I, okay, the next gas station because I wasn't smart enough to stop stop at a bigger one because I said you can hold it just a little bit further. So we had to stop at this little man. This gas station. I think it had crocodiles on the on the wall. And I was like Isaiah, listen, I coach him. He holding. It. I gotta go. I said, listen, when we go in here with your little bitty mind, I understand. Run in the back. Hurry up. We're going to get out. This one makes an announcement at the door. Hey, everybody. I'm not playing with you. I'm not black. I have a really good tan. What if you don't get in the bathroom? Hurry up. What makes a child say that? Huh? He thought, yeah, he did. He thought he was helping. <laughs> I don't want my daddy to get lynched out here, so I'm just going to let them know. But what about me, son? <laughs> what about me? Just going to put me out there like that? There's something in that boy. And it needs to be cultivated. make this stuff up. <laughs> this is my next point. We're going to read the scripture and we'll get to the next point. For you are people holy to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen, uh, Deuteronomy 7, 6, you to be a people for this treasured possession. So we've gotten down the road a little bit and he's telling them why. They, he says, out of all peoples, you are on the face of the earth. He said, man, you're chosen amongst all these other people. He says, it was not because you were more in number than any other people. That the Lord set his love on you and chose you for you were the fewest of all people. But it is because the Lord loves you and is keeping the oath that he swore to your father. He's a covenant-keeping God. That's why family is important. That the Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of slavery, from the hand of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Now, therefore, that the Lord your God is God, is, is, is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments to thousands of generations. Listen, we need to teach our kids that God's people are special. And they're special and they're created in the image of God. And there's something good on the inside of them. And I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Try to get me lynched. In, uh, I, I don't know. But something, like there's some good value in that. But at the time, I was tight. 
I forgot for a moment that he was a little child of God, that he was creating God's image, that he made people laugh. It wasn't funny right then. <laughs> and we have to treat them like they're special. The Bible says you are peculiar people. And we think of peculiar means, oh, he's peculiar. No, it means precious, special. You, you, you preserve it. That's why you can't be out there, kids, doing the stuff that you do and doing whatever you're turning up and hey, hey, because you're special. You're created with purpose. You're endowed with purpose. And culture's going to tell you you got to fit in. You got to, because you can't stand alone. But no, 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 no. You are special. God is preserving you. God wants to keep you. And here's the thing. We have to abide in Christ because we can walk away. And we can become the prodigal. We can become the Jonas. We can go out there and turn up and do whatever the world is doing because that's what they're doing. And that's, you know, I just want to fit in. But God hasn't given up on you. You're special to him. And your parents are trying to train you and walk with you in that specialness. So parents, we have to be able to identify why our kids are special. Why they're wired the way that they're wired. And if you've been parenting for any amount of time, you started seeing stuff in your kid when they were little, and then over time you go, man, I, I saw that, I just didn't recognize that, but that's awesome. And so we need to begin to pray to God, God, show me how to train up my child in a way that they should go. I'm not going to force stuff on them, I'm not going to try to make them like their big sister. Or their big brother. You know, Kevin used to do that. <laughs> Ain't nothing drive a kid, especially middle kids. I'm a middle child. Don't compare me to that big booger right there. That is not me. I'm not wired that way. I'm not. I'm not. You try to whoop stuff out of them. Don't do Listen, I, I, listen, if chastisement is chastisement, I'm not going to tell you how to parent. But don't, everything don't deserve a whooping. He's preparing the children of Israel to prepare the land. Listen, God is preparing our children to possess the land, to be the next generation of believers, the next generation of leaders here. Your kids were created with purpose. We need to understand that. So finally, before we do our reflection moment, um, we have some resources I want to introduce you guys to if you haven't been introduced to these already. If you need to learn more about these books, you give me a shot. Like, I've read all of these books. Well, not all of them. Three of the four. One of them is based on the other book. Uh, but Parenting Beyond Your Capacity is the one right there by Terry Newhouse and, and Reggie Joyner. It's about connecting your child to the faith-based community. If anybody needs to slide there, just email me. I'll send it to you. Uh, the other one is the Christian Parenting Handbook. It just answers a whole lot of tough questions. A whole lot of tough questions. Um, Sticky Faith, I love it. We try and implement that here with our youth. Sticky Faith is based on the notion that everyday ideas can be brought together to create a lasting faith. And that's kind of out of the abundance of what we're doing with the Orange Curriculum now. Like a lot of you don't know yet, and I'm going to have another resource in a minute. But uh, our kids, every month, they're learning a, a singular lesson every month. There's four di it's a series every month. Like last month, it was about dirty jobs. It was talking about doing the things that you don't want to do. This month is about contentment. We're teaching our kids contentment back there in Northeast community, uh, kids, Northeast kids. And so the whole notion is, you guys need to know what we're doing back there if you're sending your kids back there. And we are making those resources available to you. 
We're making those resources available to you. And so we're revamping the way we do children's church. But here's the thing. Each month they're going to learn a principle, and they learn that principle every week through four different lessons, but they learn that principle because, listen, you just can't tell kids something once. And then they're leaving with practical things that they can do throughout the week. And so you guys need to know what they, hey, hey, hey what, what, what you learned church? Because, listen, I've, I've done children's church. You give them a little, the little uh, picture, and before they even hit the parking lot, parents are throwing them in the trash. We're providing talking points. How do you talk to your child? How do you reinforce what was taught during the week? What are some conversations you can have around that lesson? Listen, you get 3,000 hours, we get 40 a year. And so we want to partner with you. And then also Sticky Faith, uh, a guide to your family, where it's just practical things that you can do with your family. Also, some more resources we have. There's an app called Parent Q. In that Parent Q app, you can learn the weekly lessons that are, are being taught back there. And so you ain't got to go download nothing. It's all on the app. Also, for uh, parents of all ages, uh, at phasesguys.com, these all, all these resources are by the same people who we do our curriculum by. Uh, and so it teaches, there's these little small books, and it's like a bunch of them. You don't have to buy them all together, the set, but you can if you want to. And it's quite pricey, but hey, I think it's well worth it. But it shows you parenting your new baby, parenting your two-year-old, parenting your three, and it's teaching you what, where they are developmentally in their life process and how do you bring faith into that where they are develop, de developmentally. And so all the way up through high school. It's not gospel, but it's a resource. Somebody say it's a resource. And finally, any community.church slash news dash events. Listen, there are three newsletters there. You can sign up to the church newsletter. You can sign up to the students newsletter. And you can sign up to the kids newsletter. And in that newsletter, monthly, you'll get kind of a synopsis or overview of what we're talking about and the things to look out for and uh, resources there. And if you want to email more than a month, let's talk about it. Finally, here are a few sites for you guys who want to look at some of these uh, statistics. Uh, Focus on the family, been around for a really long time. Great articles, great things to talk about. Um, listen, engage in these. The Fuller Youth Institute, this is where all these statistics come from. Um, not all of them, a lot, a lot of them. But there's a thing on there called Growing Young, how churches engage uh, the next generation. And based upon all this information, and then there's the sticky face also is there. And then also familylife.com. Um, listen, guys, I went way over my time today, but I thought it was valuable. Um, God is serious about us making disciples that live under our roof. I've seen time and time again, people so engaged, so active in church, doing so many things, and then home life was broken. And I fall guilty of it. Like I, like I, like, like I get busy. Like I, I understand it. But listen, we have to make home priority. Your family is your first ministry. Family was the first institution that God created. The church came later. Family is the first institution that God created. And so for the next few minutes, I just really want uh, us to think about how good of a father God is. Talking back to last week's uh, message on marriage and this week's message on parenting. Just ask God, what, is, what do you want me to do with all this information? There's a lot of information flying around. What do you want me to do with this? 
Does that mean I volunteer someplace? Does that mean I, 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 I reach out to somebody to help me? Does that mean I begin to pray for a fa- Like, what do you want me to do with this? And for the next few minutes, I just want to um, let God speak to our hearts, and I'll come back and dismiss it. Pray that that was a fruitful time. Persuaded that some of us heard something in that moment that we know that we need to correct at home. Um, listen, I also wanted to say this before we left today. Don't let allow the enemy to tell you that it's too late. You only got 24 more marbles left. Listen, God can redeem the time in 24 weeks. He can. He can. I've seen it. He can do it. We blow it all the time. And kids, if you're in the room, don't just, I told you, don't turn down on your parents. I'm, don't get your legs switched. Um, but we blow it. And the enemy gets in our face. And he, <clears throat> he tells us in our way. Listen, I, listen I'm going to be transparent. I had a moment this week that I felt like I blew it. I blew it this time. Oh, my God, I blew it. But God is faithful. It's like ministry is messy. Family's messy. Lean into it. We get on each other's nerves. Yes, we do. But I'm persuaded that some of us, listen, repent. Restore the relationship. And move forward.